home of Patriots Monday and Friday. 93.7 WEEI-FM and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. Hour number two of the Rich Keefe Show here on WEEI. You can hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at Rich Keefe Show. You can also uh, give us a call, 617-779-7937. Mentioned on Twitter, at Rich Keefe Show, the poll question, where is Bill Belichick coaching next season? And still, I think I was talking about this with Hart, how it's funny on Twitter polls, like when you first put them out there and like the first like 100 people vote, and then you know 100 more, 100 more, 100 more, it's like the same. Like once, like a hundred people, roughly, have, have like that's kind of what the percentages are, and that's what they've been. Right now, the Patriots are the leader at forty point seven percent. The Chargers are at thirty point seven. Other, like any other team, is what I meant is eighteen point two, and then him just retiring from the game is ten point four. So the people are out there; they think Bill's coming back. One little win over the Steelers, and I guess it's got everybody all hot and bothered. And uh, as Diz said, we'll see what happens against the Chiefs. They beat the Chiefs. It's going to be even more. It's going to jump to 60%. Are you coming? Are you hopping on board? <laughs> I will not. With the Chiefs win? I will not. Come on. Sunny over here. I won't. Although, yeah, you're talking about Bailey Zappi, another win for him. Let's yeah, go. You got a new quarterback. You got a quarterback in the future. Quarterback, yeah. yeah you, don't even, you don't even need to draft a quarterback. You got your quarterback now. If Zappi can beat Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Josh Allen, and Aaron Rodgers, then you kind of have to give him the job, don't you? At that point, oh, I will die. If he that beat, no kidding, my God! Uh, all right, on Fridays, uh, three-hour show during football season because of uh, the Boomer Esiason uh, program coming up at nine. So we uh, move around the uh, weekend review a little bit, but let's do that now, Stiz. Let's do a little weekend review action. It's certainly been a week. Brandon, Brandon, Here's some of the best. Well, we she squashed made. her letterbox before lying. Dirty. Hey, how dare you? You can't say that. You squashed your letterbox. And worst moments. Your former host at Big Mush. It's the Rich Keefe Show's Week in Review. How about that? It was uh, box score Brandon was in the open. I forgot right. about that. He called back in today. That's, everything's going full circle. Almost the same conversation. And literally what? we got to move on. In. Brandon likes a deep bench on his NBA team. I don't really care if you have the stud starters, but so be it. And then I don't know if it was box score Brandon or somebody else that texted in and was like, so what happens if Tatum and, or Brown or Holiday get hurt? Who are you going to bring in? Like, if that's... <laughs> All right, if, if Jokic gets hurt, who are the Nuggets turning to? Like if if uh, Giannis gets hurt, who are the Bucks turning to? Like nobody has a stud guy on the bench, or very few studs come off the bench, and even fewer studs are a team's eighth or ninth man just waiting for the opportunity to take over. We've already spent too much time on this. It get it, we go down a whole thing though with it. All right, this week we were talking about uh, Yamamoto, who still remains a free agent. Red Sox met with him. Dodgers, Yankees, Mets. Phillies. So we're kicking around some ideas as to uh, what's going to separate the Red Sox from the rest of the teams. What is the perfect pitch for Yamamoto? Or do you play with Otani, Betts, and Freeman, and you just sort of jump in there and, you know, automatically on a good team, you kind of ease into your major league career that way. I don't know what he wants. But again, that's that's a question. Some guys want to be challenged. They want to be the alpha. Oh, you want a challenge? Come to Boston. 
<laughs> that's how maybe that's their pitch. Hey, you want a huge challenge? We were in last place the last two years. We need all the help we can get. So Our we'll last put it days, on you. He broke every time we put him on the mound. Couldn't do it. Yeah. You send Chris Sale out there. He's like, uh, <laughs> don't think that's gonna help. So I mean that's really you gotta hope that he's the guy that just loves the challenge. He got uh, that he is just so into it's like I don't want to go to the Dodgers. Like they're obviously gonna make the playoffs. I don't want to go to some of these other teams. I want to have the weight of the world on me as being far and away the best guy in the rotation. That that'd be your only hope. Well, I've come up with just quickly now yes. three three uh, other reasons. Great. Why maybe Yamamoto would want to come here? I'm all ears. Okay. What you got? First one, skating at the common. Have you ever went ice skating at the common? I can't skate. Oh what? <laughs> so, Learn more and more about. So yeah, so I legit, I legit can't skate. I tried when I was little because I'm from New Hampshire, so everybody could do some sort of like winter sport. So I tried skating, can't do it. I wasn't good at it right away, so I'm like, I can't do this. And then when my now wife, when we were going out like early on, she was like, Hey, do you want to like go skating? And I was like, I can't skate. She thought I was kidding. Uh, yeah, I would have thought you were kidding. So then we went. And then she's like, oh, my God, you can't skate. And I was like, <laughs> he's remember, on the ground. Yeah, but remember the whole conversation we had about me not being able to skate? So anyway, but yeah, but maybe Yamamoto maybe can. He and maybe it. he okay. would love it. Maybe and and the ambiance there is beautiful. It's beautiful. It's, right. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's great. Okay, number two, orange dinosaur on Route 1 slash Kowloon. Yep. Okay. Route 1 right there, right across from each other. You got the uh, Kowloon legendary spot. Sure. And and then right across the, the epic. Yeah, the epic orange dinosaur on Route One. I thought they were taking that thing down. No, that's they put up they put up condos there, and the city went city of Saugus yeah. went crazy. Right, okay, said you will not touch that orange dinosaur, and so it still stands. How about this, real quick on the Twitch chat? Uh, Dill Pickle sixty six just went skating at the Common Tuesday. See, there we go. Says he can't skate either, but it's not fun. so he didn't really go skating. Kind of like <laughs> slid around a little bit is what you did. But all right, what's the third reason? So those are two strong reasons. What's the third one? It's maybe like a North Shore theme thing. Jordan's Furniture, the IMAX. Jordan's Furniture and the IMAX. They have the Fuddruckers in there. They have yeah. the trapeze. You can do the trapeze thing. Pretty good. They got a whole wall yeah. made of uh, uh, jelly beans. Come on. Yeah, jelly bean wall. I mean, that's a decent pitch. At least you have <laughs> some stuff. You know, you know? I, don't, I don't know what else the Red Sox are, are bringing to the table. Uh, so, box score Brandon's one of our regular callers. Also, Paul in Rhode Island is a regular caller of, our, of ours. And this week had sort of one that was very unorthodox for him. Uh, Paul's in Rhode Island. Our, oh. our guy, Paul, joins us next. Paul, what do you have? Hi, Rich. Hey. Hi, Andy. How are you? Listen, Good. I'm going to get back to my original phone call. Is this. What? That guy, McAfee, you figured he would go. He would want a duo on that platform, right? He was bragging about how the Patriots are the monarchy of the NFL, this and that. Do you know why Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick weren't sitting together? Because there's friction there, okay? That's that's the truth. I'm, I'm being honest. There might be, but I don't know them. if that's the reason why. I think they have one guest at a time on oh, game day. Uh, you know what? That's Bill Belichick's baby. That Navy Army game okay. to his father and to uh, Lee, uh, Lee Corso. I'm telling you, they didn't want both of them in the same in the same place. That's just my opinion. I'll hang you up and I leave you what you be. All right, very good, Paul. I mean, yeah, the Twitch chat saying a, sounds. Paul sounds sober tonight. He sounded as lucid as he had. <laughs> that was a real forever. take. He, he even got out on his own. He did. Yeah, right. We didn't, we didn't have to move on. We, didn't have to I mean, we did join the call already in progress. He was getting back to his what was the original call? Or the yeah, he's getting the original. I don't know when that was. You. 
Seriously, that was I forgot about that beginning of the call where he's like, let me circle back to what I was saying. It's like, not with us. Yeah, because that's what I think I've heard from other texters. He rehearses his calls on other shows and then hits us with the final mm. product. You know how I feel about that. I don't love it. Yeah, not a not a fan. I don't love it. Bring, you, bring us the original takes. Original pipe and hot takes here, and then I guess you can go somewhere else. I mean, I know, but you know, people call multiple shows, but you'd think there'd be something here, you know? At the night show, we give you plenty of time. Paulie, we, that's hey, one thing you can say. We do. <laughs> Paul, he pulled the plug on himself there, though. He's like, "All right, I'm done." You're like, "What?" And the Twitch show was like shocked. They're like, "What is this guy? He's sober as a bird." So anyway, that was uh, our guy Paul. Here's one. Uh, Fitzy got a decent one in on Stiz. This is. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. This one's yeah. pretty good. Uh, last one. Would you rather uh, eggnog with whiskey or eggnog with a spiced rum? Neither. How about that? Look at this guy abstaining courteously from the. No, I would not abstain. No, no. Brandy? What are you putting in there? I'm going to do my. uh, Schnapps? (laughs) (laughs) I am employed. I'm not doing (laughs) schnapps. No, my favorite drink, uh, the Yellow Russian, uh, or sometimes now known as the Ukrainian. I'm going to put vodka and Kahlua in there. Delicious. It's four ounces of eggnog. An ounce of Kahlua, an ounce of vodka, a little sprink of cinnamon and nutmeg on top. Delicious. Dude has a beverage. I, I know what it. I'm doing tonight. Yep, that sounds great, doesn't it? Yeah, yep. that sounds delicious. That's Robin sounds, people. That sounds <laughs> <laughs> So be it. So be it. Oh, the, the night is young. The night is young, as they say. Well, guess what? So did you end up having one of those bad boys? I did. It was it I delicious? Did. It was very, very good. Very delicious. And uh, shout yeah. out my guy, Fitzy. I'm the oldest of four. He is definitely the big brother I have never wanted. Correct. Ever. <laughs> ever. Did, did not ask for that. And yet here we are. Uh, Andy Hart was lucky he wasn't in studio on Tuesday because this could have come to blows. Yep. We had a big hot debate. We were, we were doing a classic tier Tuesday, and we were tiering Christmas movies. And one of my all-time favorites, uh, Muppet Christmas Carol, is not apparently one of Andy Hart's favorites now he doesn't hate the movie it wasn't like it wasn't like that but he also and you're gonna hear it here i think he kind of interrupted i don't know how long this was gonna go there's a chance this could have lasted the rest of the night this could have been your oscar moment this might have been when they're like oh the, we're nominated for a marconi they're like here's the here's a That's 10 right. minute clip of keith defending muppet christmas carol but unfortunately it didn't happen all right do we want to name any more tiers we want to fire some movies let's go movies all right uh okay got another one. Oh, a muppet christmas carol Oh, boy. Go ahead. Top tier for me. <laughs> Top tier with a, no cheeses for us, Mises. Wow. Great stuff. It. I haven't seen it in a long time. It's incredible. Gonzo and Rizzo are the narrators. They've never been so good. Michael Caine <laughs> puts on a tour de force performance. Michael Caine is in scenes. All right. How 90% long are we going here? Old- Oh, I, well, I'm just making my case for top tier. I was this? loving that speech. Second, second tier. Second tier. Second tier. Second tier for me. Oh, yep. you guys Sorry, are idiots. Second tier. <laughs> second tier for Muppet Christmas Carol? It only takes two votes to swing it in this little election scenario. Oh, my God. No cheeses for us, Mises. And you guys still have it. Home alone. Man. Yeah, you backed him on that. Stick. I did. Yeah, you backed not, him on it's that. not top tier for me. Mm-hmm. I love how you literally started going off on that as if you were Roger Ebert or something. <laughs> <laughs> I was. I was. I was so into it. Oh, I got to pull. Somebody, uh... Sent me a meme. Uh, let me see where it was. It was uh, talking about Michael Caine's performance. In Michael Caine is a legend. He's so good. Let me see what it Michael was. Michael Caine. <laughs> yeah, this is what it was. So uh, it says, the reason Michael Caine and Tim Curry, who was in the um, 
Uh, what one? He was in like the Treasure Island one, Muppet Treasure Island. Okay. With those guys. So it was the reason Michael Caine and Tim Curry are so good in their respective Muppet movies is that Michael Caine treats the Muppets as fellow actors and Tim Curry treats himself as a fellow Muppet. <laughs> well, I like good. that. That's that was, good. Joshua sent me that. That was spot on. I noticed, I noticed that Tim Curry was in Home Alone 2 and there's a scene yep. where uh, he has like a clown suit or something. Or oh, there's a clown in the shower. Uh, Kevin got the clown in the shower. Oh. And Tim Curry interrupts him. And oh, I was definitely. like, oh, a little Pennywise reference? A little, little, little tip of the cap there? I would say Tim Curry is great in a lot of things. Great in everything that he's in. Still got to go Clue is the best. You're, you seen Clue? No, I have not. No. I don't I don't say this with, uh, this isn't hyperbole. It's that the, sounds like you're serious. It's the best movie based on a board game of all time. Okay. Can't, I have a feeling there's a lot of those. Can't say I've seen many. No, but it's actually an incredible movie. It's it's really, really well. If you like a comedy whodunit, it's it's fantastic. Uh, Hart sadly hasn't been in studio with us this week. He's been fighting off the old uh, the COVID. And so, you know, we found out how he was doing, though, uh, earlier in the week. Andy Hart. Hart, how are you? Meh. Not great. Hart's been fighting it. Hart, if you're watching on Twitch, which, again, we uh, recommend that you do if you so choose. Uh, just follow WEEI. You can still, he's in the, the Hart dungeon still. He is not yeah. in studio. You're feeling better? Worse? The same? Uh, less crappy. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, fine. Acceptable. I'll take. We'll take it. Yeah, we'll take it. All right. Poor guy. Yeah. yeah well, it is. I, I would have thought the eggnog would have just made your immune system just. I haven't had eggnog in like now over a week. Uh, that's a. Pro- I got a problem. I always get to the point when I'm sick where I'm like, I'm gonna cut out booze, and then I'm sick for like, <laughs> I'm sick for like three days, and I'm like, obviously that's not helping, so I'm going right back oh, to the booze. That's so funny because yeah. I've never heard that said, but I I've never related to something so much yeah. in my life. You're like, this should help. I'm gonna, I'm gonna eat and drink healthy for uh, two that's days, I, yeah. and I'm like, I still don't feel good, so I guess clearly that wasn't helping. That is so true. I mean, after like two big glasses of water, if you're not feeling better, you're like, this is, this ain't it. I'm going to give yeah. up booze. Yeah, no. You got to go right back to it. Just because I don't think you want to shock the system too much. You want to just go with what's familiar. Some of the best parts of the show is when I get to chop it up after, and that was one of those where it made me laugh just as hard, <laughs> if not harder, than when it first happened. Oh, good. All right, there you go. There's our uh, weekend review. Uh, coming up, we're going to do Grab Bag. Usually we do Grab Bag later in the show, but Rob Bradford from the Baseball Isn't Boring podcast is going to check in at 8.20 to talk everything uh, Yamamoto and uh, MLB free agency. So we'll uh, rip through a whole bunch of topics in Grab Bag coming up next. But right now, here is Stiz with What's Trending. Now, here's What's Trending on WEEI. Trending now, the Celtics win streak at home now at 12. They beat the Cavs last night at the TD Garden, 116-107. to 107. Uh, the Celts will try and keep the home streak going tonight. They host the Orlando Magic tip-off about 15, 20 minutes at 7.30. Right now, Chris Porzingis has been ruled out. Jalen Brown is available. Tatum spoke last night on the difficulties in facing the Orlando Magic. They have gotten the best of us in the last couple games, last couple matchups. So, uh, you know, it's going to be a big test for us tomorrow. I'll go back-to-back, so I'll get some rest and, uh, you know, get ready for tomorrow. This is another back-to-back home series for the Celtics. The two teams will play again Sunday afternoon at the Garden tip-off at 3 o'clock. 
Bruins also on the ice tonight. They're in New York taking on the Islanders. Puck drop at 7.30 from the UBS Arena. Pavel Zaka, Charlie Mac- McAvoy still on injured reserve. The Islanders are on a four-game win streak. Running back Ramondre Stevenson officially ruled out for Sunday's game against the Chiefs. few other players listed as questionable. Those players include Christian Barmore, Jawan Bentley, Trent Brown, Matthew Slater, Juju Smith-Schuster, and Tyquan Thornton. Kickoff from Gillette Stadium Sunday at 1 p.m. And the Raiders beat the Chargers last night 63-21 to in Vegas. And today it was announced that head coach, Chargers head coach Brandon Staley and general manager Tom Telesco have been let go by the organization. Giff Smith, the team's outside linebackers coach, has been named interim head coach. JoJo Wooden, the Chargers director of player personnel, will step into the GM role also on an interim basis. I'm Stiz. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. More Ritz Keefe Show coming up. Remember, you can listen to WEI on your smart speaker. Just say, play 93.7 WEI. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEI. And down in 13. Oh, baby. Unbelievable. Jack Jones. They do it again. I mean, there are bad dreams, and there are crazy bad dreams. And for the Chargers, it's been that kind of a night. I mean, this is unbelievable. It's like he was in the huddle. He's Look at him jumping. He, he reacts quicker than anybody from the offense. It's like he knew that with that motion, this is the play they run to get it to 30. And he said, not on my watch. He just stepped right in front of it, one-hands it, and walks into the end zone. As a great man once said, there are bad dreams, and then there are crazy bad dreams. That's true. That's true. Heard it all my life. Nightmares, Al. They're called nightmares. A bad dream is a nightmare. Bad dream on Elm Street. Bad dream. <laughs> crazy bad dream on Elm Street. That, of course, the sequel, which everybody loved. Yeah, I heard that last night. That was during the Jack Jones pick thing. I mean, the game was a laugher, but it was like, they're bad dreams. They are crazy bad dreams. Like Nightmares. You get a nightmare. All right, uh, we, we moved some things around because we got Rob Bradford joining us at 8.20 tonight. So uh, go ahead and set your alerts for that. But right now, let's get to this. It's time for Graphic. It's time for Graphic. All right, let's take a look at the Week 15 NFL slate. And, uh, of course, last night you had that blowout with the Jack Jones pick. But 63 63- 21 for the Raiders over the Chargers. Those two teams are both out of it in my mind. Now, they haven't been mathematically eliminated like the Patriots have, but 6 and 8 for the Raiders, 5 and 9 for the Chargers. Both have fired their coaches in season. They're done. But there are 11 teams in the AFC right now that have a winning record. So those, I mean, anytime you see one of those games and uh let's see, what th- four of them are in action tomorrow. So there's three games uh, Saturday triple header, Vikings, Bengals, Cincinnati, even with Jake Browning in there, they have found a way to win some games. They are seven and six chance at the playoffs. I think they get in Steelers and Colts, both seven and six. Both are terrible. Like the Patriots have played both these teams recently. You had just that. Uh, I mean, I'd say dog and pony show, but that's kind of a it's insulting to dogs and ponies. The game in Germany was just not that fun to watch, low-scoring slog. The Steeler game was whatever that was. But Pittsburgh and Indy, both 7-6. and six. So the winner of that one is in like a decent spot. 8-6, and six, and depending on what else happens, can can either jump up there or if you're in the case of the Steelers, you sort of stay there. 
Uh, and then the Broncos are also seven and six, and they're in action against the Lions on Saturday night. We'll see if the uh, the Lions bounce back. Some of the other games, uh, Stiz and I talked about during our bet du jour. Obviously, there's past Chiefs, but Dolphins, Jets. Even though I think the Jets are out of it, like what are the Dolphins? Like the Dolphins last week didn't look very good. Tua didn't look very good, and Zach Wilson actually did. Like that second half, they let him throw the ball around a little bit, and he was pretty good. They scored no points, did the Jets in the first half last week. Then they scored 30 in the second half. So I'm interested to see what the Jets look like this week. And then you have a couple of good games. Uh, the 425 Fox game, Cowboys at Bills. So there you go. Big uh, Don Beebe, Leon Lett game there. Uh, Ravens, Jaguars is the Sunday night game. That's not bad. And then the game that the Patriots get flexed out of in favor of is Eagles, Seahawks on Monday night. We hit on this earlier in the week. I figured it was with Fitzy or Hart, maybe both. The NFL's got to be kicking themselves for yeah. flexing that game. Messed up on that one. Big time. The the Chiefs are a massive story because Mahomes just threw a fit. Andy Reid was upset at the refs, like the whole thing. And they're kind of reeling right now. Chiefs don't look great. and But they're still the defending champs. It's still Patrick Mahomes. The reigning MVP, defending Super Bowl champs, who have lost two in a row, Three of their last uh, four, and f- was it four of their last six? I believe is what they're what they're at to get to eight and five. Plus Taylor Swift's probably going to be there, and the big story, like well, maybe the co big story of the week is Bill Belichick's done, or at least the national media is starting to pick up on the fact that Bill Belichick likely will be done at the end of the year, and so you have those two head to head, and you're like, nope, we want Drew Locke and the six and seven Seahawks. Against the Eagles. Which is crazy because they made that decision, was it last week or two weeks ago? It might have been two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. But, like, but still, still yeah, right. you should have known that this story was bubbling up. Yes. For the past 20 years, the Patriots have been the Patriots. Yeah. This year, it, it, it's craziness. So how you don't see there's going to be a story there? Or there's already a story there? It really is dumb. Because and we, we talked about it more from the Chiefs side of things. Like, why would you flex out Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift? Like, like, you just wouldn't do that. But then the Patriots part, because I know this was before the Steeler game, but let's say they lost to the Steelers. So now they're 2-11 and, like, America loves Bill's a train wreck. Th- oh, they love a train wreck, and America doesn't like Bill because Bill's destroyed exactly. all their teams for 20 years. Yeah. Man, they really, like, the more and more you think about it, like, what a me- mess. And Seattle's not that good. They might not even make the playoffs. So, yeah, they, they screwed that up bad. <laughs> It's beginning to look a lot like grab bag. Celtics are in action tonight, taking on the Orlando Magic, a team that uh, has had their number a little bit this year, last year as well. Uh, our guy, Box Score Brandon's upset because the Celtics don't have the same kind of bench that the Magic do. Said they're going to get exposed They're going to get exposed. Celtics still have a better record than the Magic. Celtics still, you know. Magic in third, team. I believe. Yeah, Magic are good. Like I, Magic are a, a fun team, but I'm not all that concerned. But what I am, like, what I do find puzzling is the schedule. So they just played the Cavs back to back games, back to back home games. So not even like a home and home that you see sometimes. See it in the NHL. They played Tuesday, Thursday against Cleveland. Now they play tonight and Sunday afternoon against Orlando. Like it's just a weird thing for an NBA team because usually they go into a city. They spend like all night there, and then they leave and go somewhere else. So if they got in yesterday, they're gonna spend three nights in Boston. They're probably like, "What? Go check out that orange dinosaur, baby!" <laughs> I was gonna say, "Stiz, get, get a whole map stuff." You guys like to ice skate? 
Like, yeah, we like to ice skate. Like, all right, that's fine. Like a scorpion bowl? Like, what can we get that's you? Right. We'll, we'll, find some, wings. we'll find something for you. Yeah, get the duck sauce. Grandma got run over by a grab bag. So last night during the Cavs game, uh, Darius Garland, the uh, guard for Cleveland, uh, crashed into Porzingis, was down on the floor for a while, went to the locker room, eventually came back. Watching the game live, I thought it was just a flop. You see flops all the time. You see guys try to draw contact. Whether they get the call or not, they go down like a like a ton of bricks, and they lay there for a little while. And I swear to God, I thought he was flopping. I was like, that guy, like, just get up, dude. Like, let's keep the game going. Because he was driving in. Porzingis kind of shuffled his feet, and he did the thing where he, like, snapped his head back. Like, I feel like the more violently you snap your neck back, the less likely you are to be really hurt. Unless Draymond Green's on the other end of that. Fair. Yes. Draymond Green was nowhere to be found. So this was not a Draymond Green incident. Turns out the dude broke his jaw. So I was like, well, I got that one wrong. Because just sitting on my couch, just slugging a beer like a fat piece of crap. I'm like, oh, that guy's faking it. <laughs> that guy's faking it. He broke his jaw and he came back in the game. So I'm, I'm like calling him soft. Turns out he's like the toughest dude in the planet. Wow. Yeah. Broke his jaw. He's going to be out multiple weeks. Misread that one. I did. I didn't get a great look at it, though. I was on the couch. I was kind of leaning back a little bit. But if everybody else watching that game last night, didn't it, didn't it look in real time like he tr- like was trying to create contact from Porzingis, then snapped his head back? But then he was on the floor for a while. I'm like, all right, dude, like you just selling this? And then he was out. Then he came back in. So I'm like, all right, man, he's, he's back in. He's got to be fine. And then you read today. <laughs> yeah, out multiple weeks of the broken jaw. So Darius Garland, I apologize. I apologize. Uh, let's see. Oh, this is a crazy story. You're going to need a bigger grab bag. Stiz, how close have you been following this uh, Giannis getting the game ball story? I w- I've been following it a little bit. It's weird. A little right? bit. It's, he he kind of went crazy. He kind of did. So Giannis scored like 64 points the other night against the Pacers. And uh, at the end of the game, the Pacers like, we're taking the ball. Like they just took the ball. And then Giannis, he's seen like sprinting back, trying to retrieve it or whatever. And then it was like chaos. People like holding people back. They don't know what the hell's going on. And then at the post-game press conference, uh, he's at, Giannis is asked about it. Can you confirm that you have the game ball from tonight? I have no idea. I'm not going to lie. I, I have no idea. Uh, I, I don't know. You know, I really don't know. I don't know. I have a ball, but I don't know if it's a game ball. It doesn't feel like a game ball to me. It's, it feels like a brand new ball. Um, like I can, I can tell, you know, from um, I played, what, 35 minutes a day. You know, I know how the, the game ball felt. You know, the, uh, the ball that I have, which I'll take and I'll give it to my mom for sure. But uh, I don't know if it's actually the game balls, but it's 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 OK. They popped the ball out of a box and handed it to him. They like, oh, here's your game ball, Giannis. Here you go, Giannis. Well, I heard the Pacers play players in the scuffle like, don't give it to him. Don't give it to yeah, him. Yeah, it is a little Richard Petty to keep the ball, right? Like is a little, little Tom Petty. Yeah, I mean, I don't really, I don't know what the uh, like. What's the the unwritten rules about a game ball? First of all, I don't know how like prevalent game balls would be. Like, unless the guy set like a career record. Although I get, I mean, sixty four points is a ton of points, and I think that's a Bucks record, right? That's what it is. Yeah, but I don't know. Okay. So I don't know. I don't think it's that crazy for him to want the ball. I think he could want the ball. 
but it ended up being this huge thing. And yeah, for the Pacers to be like, hey, we got to keep it from him, like, or stop him from scoring 64 points. You know, he didn't make a single three. Oh, wow. Didn't he was all o, o for three, all twos and a ton of free throws. Guy made a ton of free throws, but he had 64 points. And I just, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like I look at that one kind of both ways. Like for Giannis, like really what, like what are you going to really do? I don't know. What are you going to do with the ball? I guess he's going to give it to his mom. But then for the Pacers to be like, Hey, we know we just got spanked. We just gave up a buck 40 and Giannis scored 64, which has never been done before in franchise history. Let's keep the ball. That's the more petty move to me. Keeping the ball is more petty, but I kind of, in a weird way, like it because yeah, but you don't like sportsmanship. Correct. <laughs> That's one of them. No, but also I don't think there's enough rivalries in basketball. Like, there's too many guys that are best friends. Yeah, you see it with Tatum. And, you see it with Tatum and Brown all the time. You're like, oh, you must hate Kyrie now. No, best buds, smooch, smooch. Let's give this guy a smooch. So now Bucks Pacers rivalry, even though even though it's over something so stupid. That's all it takes. Still, still a rivalry. So I will uh, sign me up for a uh, a blood feud between the Bucks. Like, that could be a first-round playoff series. A lot of people calling it the Giannis revenge game. That's right. They're like, hey, give me back my ball. Give me my ball. They're like, oh, you got a ball. He's like, no, trust me. I scored 64 points with that ball. This ain't the same ball. And here comes the grab bag. Grab, grab bag, 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 grab, grab bag. Uh, Bruins are in action after they lost the other night in overtime to the New Jersey Devils. They're taking on the New York Islanders tonight. Bruins uh, a little bit banged up, of course. A couple of guys going to uh, the IR, McAvoy and Zaka for a little bit, but they're going to get that one started here pretty soon. Still enough to to beat the the Islanders for sure, but uh, another thing to keep an eye on here tonight for sure. Grab bag. I don't know if you guys saw this on the old Twitter machine, but Jalen Mills, uh, Green Goblin on Twitter, a guy who's had sort of a curious career with New England. We mentioned that earlier about, like, it looked like a hit free agent signing, and then he just kind of, like, disappeared into the sweet good night. He tweeted, look at this, five hours ago, quote, it's crazy what a coach showing a player that they believes in you can do for their confidence and performance. So is that him calling out like the Patriots coaching staff about Jack Jones? Maybe. Sounds like it. I would think it is. I mean, all the former Patriots had a great game last night uh, for the Raiders, but specifically Jack Jones. That was the guy that was on the team this year. Then they, they caught him loose. And so now you got Jalen Mills kind of chirping about that on Twitter, like add that to the like it's, a, it's such a growing list. There, there's been a few incidents with Trent Brown where he has said certain things, and you know he spoke out and said he's the best player on offense, and he's never late. But if he is late, he has got to take a poop. And you're like, what? Yeah. But now Jalen Mills is like straight up saying, you know, it's crazy what a coach showing a player that they believe in you can do for their confidence and performance. So I don't know if he's also saying like they don't believe in him. Or if it was just a Jack Jones thing, or like, I don't know. But there's something, there's a lot going on with this Pat's teeth. Speaking of Twitter, actually got another one on Twitter here. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a grab bag. So Chris Cotillo, who uh, covers the Red Sox for Mass Live, did a story about how Craig Breslow, the chief baseball officer of the Boston Red Sox. Andy's best friend. And Andy Hart's best friend. No, Andy bailed on him. You liked him for two weeks. That's right. Failed on him. That's so he's right. yeah, he's not he's not even that guy. He's not defending him anymore. 
after the 2018 season, uh, I guess Breslow interviewed for with a few different clubs, wasn't really sure what he was going to do, and he interviewed with the Red Sox about sort of like these various jobs. Like, I don't know if they even had like one job for him. And as Chris Cotillo, again, go to Mass Live, you can read the whole article, but he goes... Uh, the interview, however, did not go as smoothly as the sides had hoped before meeting. The Red Sox went into the sit-down with high hopes of hiring Breslow before he, according to an industry source with knowledge of the conversations, irked club executives by presenting a self-made job design for a powerful, broad role within the organization and came off as inflexible instead of being open to other roles the team might have had in mind. Boston's team of experienced championship-winning officials quickly realized there wasn't a fit for Breslow, who some in the organization thought had asked for too big of a role considering his complete lack of front office experience. He's like, this is what I'm going to do. <laughs> well, run the team. Like, you're not running the team. How about I run the team? How about I'm your boss? How about how about I interview you? And so he's like, what? Oh, like, I guess that could work. He's like, how much do you get paid? He's like, excuse me? That's not how this works. So that was just five years ago. He went in there all high and mighty like he was going to run the show. Turns out he might have just been looking into the future because he now runs the team. Or they hired him because nobody else wanted the job. There wasn't a soul out there on God's green earth that wanted to run the Red Sox. And then they had to bring back the guy who uh, they were irked by irked you ever irked somebody that's bad i'm sure i have around yeah. here yeah has anybody ever irked you oh that's for sure yeah okay <laughs> that, that, that i could speak to so craig breslow came in there put his feet up on the table probably uh yeah and he's like this is what this is what i'm gonna do where's my office i'll take that one in the corner there and then this year he's like fine i'll do whatever you fine. guys want me to do whatever i'll be your scapegoat fine i'll be heim bloom who pitched i'm heim bloom with a curveball <laughs> Like great, I, I can uh, acquire prospects and sign really cheap one-year deals. I can do that. Tyler O'Neill, got him. You guys want uh, Cooper Chriswell? I'll get him. <laughs> Richard Fitz, I'll trade for him. I'll find, I'll find him. Yeah, it's been a disaster so far for Craig Breslow, but it's kind of hilarious. And th- so this article came out a couple days ago. Uh, we we had a short show yesterday. Didn't have time to get to it, but I wanted to make sure we mentioned it that. Uh, good job by Chris Cotillo digging this up. Apparently five years ago, Breslow interviewed with the Red Sox, and nobody liked him. Nobody <laughs> liked him at all. And unless he changed, like how many people do you know who are already in their 30s are so different than what they were like five years previous? No, after 30, that's kind of you as an adult. You're locked in. Like I still think, I've always maintained this. Like if you do, barring like crazy, crazy like criminal activity, I'm saying like, 25, I kind of give you the excuse like, yeah, you're kind of young and dumb. Even after 25, I'm like, all right, you're a grown-up. Like, you're you're an adult, adult. And then 30 is sort of a different story altogether. So Craig Breslow, five years ago, a real <laughs> guy eating sloppy steaks, wearing uh, itty-bitty jeans. Now, he's like, yeah, we, we want you to run the team. We this want may you be run. the best story of the week. It pretty, it really is. I was pissed we didn't get to it yesterday. We had just 90 minutes. So I was like, this is, this is kind of crazy. So apparently a lot has changed for uh, the one and only Craig Breslow. It's time for Grab Bag. The L.A. Dodgers, who signed Shohei Otani very famously this offseason, apparently that's not all they're going to do. Like, they're in on Yamamoto, and 
They just pulled off a trade for Tyler Glass now from the Tampa Bay Rays and signed him to a huge extension. So, again, attention Craig Breslow, attention Red Sox. You are allowed to sign players. You're allowed to trade for players. You're allowed to pay them money now and also long-term deals. And you can have more than one big-name guy join your team in an offseason. You're allowed to have more than one. The Dodgers uh, have two, and they're going for more, and they already have stars. They already have Betts and, and Freeman. And then the Yankees are apparently still the favorite to land Yamamoto after they traded for Juan Soto. So it's very, it's very frustrating. It's very frustrating. That's when I begin to wonder, how much juice does Breslow really have? How much leash does he have? What is he able to realistically do? I think this year he should have a lot of room because I think one of the reasons why they fired Heim Bloom was so he'd be like, all right, now we're starting fresh, and then John Henry will allow Breslow to make a couple of big moves. But it hasn't happened. And also, I would think he would be really willing to like spice it up and trade some of the prospects who he didn't acquire. Like I think he'd be like, I don't really... Like, if they get value for these guys, that's fine. I'm not married to them. I didn't draft them. I wasn't you know, part of the development process. I'll try to get some established players, but that also hasn't happened. So there you go. There's uh, this week's edition or tonight's edition of Kids Love Grab Bag. Would have to agree with that. All right. Uh, get back to your phone calls here at 617-779-7937. Rob Bradford will uh, expand on some of this baseball talk coming up at 820. This is the Rich Keefe Show here on WEI. If you missed any of our Patriots Monday and Friday interviews, go back and listen on the podcast anytime. Just subscribe to the Rich Keefe Show on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcasts. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEEI. Christmas, my true love gave to me a partridge in a pear tree. On the second day of Christmas, my true love gave to me two turtle doves and a partridge in a pear tree. On the third day of Christmas, my true love gave to me three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. On the fourth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. On the fifth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me All right, back here on the Rich Keefe Show, WEEI. Hopefully you're having a good Friday, and uh, tis the season. It's one of the all-time great Christmas songs right there, Goldfinger with 12 Days of Christmas. Uh, Chargers next head coach, of course, firing Brandon Staley after last night's uh, just embarrassing game on uh, Thursday night football, getting smoked by the Raiders and Brandon Staley, who many wanted done after uh, the playoff loss last year. He goes now, so he makes it through almost three seasons with the Chargers and a, believe it or not, a even 500 record. He was 24 and 24 and is done. Just 41, a young gun. 41 years old for uh, Brandon Staley. Now, will he be back at it? I don't think so. I Well, I don't think he'll be a head coach next year at all, unless he wants to be a head coach in college. I could see him. I don't know who he's like connected with, who he's friends with in the league. I could see him going somewhere else. Uh, he was... He was with McVay and the Rams in 2020, I believe, before he got there. Uh, before he got to the Chargers. So... 
I don't know if McVeigh would take him back as the D coordinator. Or maybe he would just have a role with McVeigh. Like these guys are all like buds, so like they could always like Josh McDaniels tuck and tail and returning back to New England like he's done. I guess Staley could go somewhere else. He's not going to be a head coach. He's going to have to turn things around, like build up a good defense or do something because this was pretty rough. You know, taking a playoff team from last year and then just having a real, real bad. So his NFL career, because he was a D3 guy like we pointed out before. He coached at uh, John Carroll in uh, 2016. He was the defensive coordinator at John Carroll uh, in 2016. Then he was the outside linebackers coach for the Bears in 17 and 18. Then the outside linebackers coach for the Broncos in 19. Then he was the D coordinator for McVay in 2020 in the Rams. And he's been the head coach of the Chargers for these three years. So he's gone. It opens up the door for somebody in the offseason, and it will be one of the better jobs. Just like two years ago when uh, the Jaguars job opened up, and you're like, all right, Trevor Lawrence is there. You know he had a bad rookie year, but he put a lot of that on Urban Meyer. If you have the quarterback, my God, is that a much better job than anywhere else? So the uh, bet online has uh, come out with the Chargers' next head coach odds, and the favorite... My guy, Billy. Your guy, Billy. Bill Belichick, 3-1 to one odds in front of Frank Smith, the Miami Dolphins offensive coordinator, and Kellen Moore, who's the OC right now with the Chargers, who uh, left Dallas, went to the Chargers, and, you know, if Herbert likes him, then maybe he's got a, a chance. Uh, ben Johnson's on here, uh, Jim Harbaugh, Brian Flores, Eric Bieniemy, uh Drod Mayo, he's even got odds on this. Uh, Deion Sanders is like the longest shot. But yeah, Bill Belichick's the favorite. And so you'll notice sort of a trend here. I believe he was also the favorite for the Panthers job when that one first popped up. He was also the favorite for the Commanders job, I believe. Uh, Next coach fired is uh, Ron Rivera is the favorite, followed by Dennis Allen. Then Bill Belichick. Then a big gap to Matt Eberflus and Arthur Smith. I I, don't know. to me, is dumb to bet money on Belichick getting fired. It's not happening in season. I think everybody everybody agrees on that, right? Because you have two camps right now. You have people who think that Bill is done after this year, and then you have people who think Bill will be back. And somehow, some way, he's going to survive this and will be back as the head coach next year. So either way, like the part in the middle of the uh, the Venn diagram would be he's not getting fired. Like he's... He's got four games left. They just won this past Thursday, so I guess it's not quite as ugly as it could have been. Like they they could have been two and fifteen with an insane losing streak down the end of the year. So they at least snapped that losing streak, and now you go at it with, I mean, three likely or at least potential playoff teams, and then the Jets and maybe Aaron Rodgers at the end. But yeah, he's he's not getting fired. But between the Raiders. Bears, or not, actually not Bears yet. They haven't fired him yet. But between the Carolina Panthers and the Washington Commanders, the Raiders, and the Chargers, I mean, it's not even close. To me, the Chargers are far and away the uh, the best job. Does he tap on old McDaniels? Belichick and McDaniels. Yes. San Diego. Yep. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Bill's not going to – that's one thing Bill's not going to do is go to a new place and then have all new all coaches. New no, it'll be all the same guys. He'll be like, oh, that guy again? Oh, that guy again? He'll he'll bring he'll bring the whole squad because you know he'll bring his kids. Steve Belichick, that'll be, that, that'll be the opportune time to have Steve Belichick be a D coordinator. That'd probably be part of the deal. He's like, hey, uh, Chargers, I'll, I'll, I'll show up. 
but Josh McDaniels is my OC. Steve is going to be the DC. And it's not even that crazy. Like, I know locally you're like, oh, it's just because it's his kid. That's unfortunately how jobs work in the world. And it's also how a lot of football coaches work in the world. Like, the Shanahans and the Ryans, and there's there's plenty of Schottenheimers. There's plenty of family names. And it's not just nepotism. Look at someone like Bill Belichick, who was around yeah. his father his whole life. Yeah. And he knows football in and out because of that experience. Well, I know. And Steve gets like, you know, people make fun of Steve, but he, it was that meme. That meme, the meme did him, him. him in. <laughs> it was all over once that meme hit the internet. It's true. But the reality is, he's been on the staff forever. Like, there are guys, we were just talking about Brandon Staley, went from D3, and I have all the respect in the world for D3 football, but he went from D3 football to a head coach in the NFL in like five years. Steve Belichick has been on the staff for like, 10 years, maybe more. So, I mean, he's he's been here a long time. Got an, and and the defense is good, even if you don't want to give him credit, right? If you're like, oh, it's Bill and it's Gerard, whatever. He's one of the main defensive coaches where we believe that he's the one calling in signals, and their defense has been pretty good, certainly way above average the last few years. So, yeah, now I think you can start to see the picture. It's going to be Bill Belichick, Steve Belichick, and Josh McDaniels coaching the Chargers. And what's your prediction? Call it right now. I'm going to record it. Uh, they, they completely suck. No, they go. They're like 500. 500. Yeah. Nah. That's I not, don't. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, right. It's I not, need you to go on. It's a, not good. <laughs> no, no, I know. I know. They it's either not, it's it's either a, a bowl or bust. No, because I don't even know. I don't know how great this Josh McDaniels offense is without Tom Brady running it. Like I think that's a big part. And I like Herbert, but I just want like, is he going to be able to pick this up? And he's going to be like, all right, now i got another head coach. i got another offensive coordinator. So, But he does have a lot of talent, and if they improve that defense a little bit, I mean, this year they have five wins. Let's say they go, they win one more the rest of the way, and they go like 6-11. and 11. Bill could go in there, they go like 9-8. and eight. Like, okay. Uh, but, yeah, it would be pretty crazy. You know, Belichick, Andy Reid in the same division with Sean Payton and with whoever the Raiders hire. That would be pretty entertaining. All right, two hours down, one hour to go here on the program. You can join us at 617-779-7937. Rob Bradford's going to join us, uh, talk some baseball at 820. And we'll do a little This Week in Hashtag Door, kick around some of the movie and TV news from the week. We'll do that coming up next year on WEEI.